0: Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the temperance movement. The 19th century was an age of reform. Middle-class Christians took up causes from religious instruction for orphans to improving inhumane prisons and mental institutions, opening special schools for the blind and deaf, protesting slavery, and promoting women's suffrage. These crusades and the people behind them created a momentum that persisted throughout the century. Of all the reforms, the most widely supported was the temperance movement, which came into being to combat the widespread drunkenness of that era. People often began drinking hard cider at breakfast. By 1820, the per capita consumption of hard liquor had reached a peak of five gallons per year, the highest it has ever been in American history. In 1826, the American Temperance Union formed to convince the public that drinking led to criminal acts, accidents, relationship problems, and illness. It advocated the practice of civil disobedience in order to eliminate drunkenness. It also fostered the questionable notion that women were morally superior to men, that their hearts were purer, and therefore their prayers on behalf of decency and order had more clout with God. Despite its unorthodox views, temperance had its effect. Maine passed the first effective law prohibiting the manufacture and sale of alcohol in 1851. And by 1855, the per capita consumption of hard liquor had dropped 60%. Although women are largely remembered for fueling the temperance movement, many men effectively stormed the bastion of drink as well including Dr. Dio Lewis, who lectured throughout the country on the influence of Christian women in the temperance cause. Lewis told how his mother rallied her church's women to convince the local saloon keeper to shut down his operation. During an 1873 speech in Fredonia, New York, Lewis compelled his audience of married couples to march on their hotel's bar. The man in charge swore that he never drank and would stop selling liquor, if the pharmacist across the street would also comply. According to one historian, by nightfall they had brought the druggist to his knees. Such scenes were repeated wherever Lewis lectured, encouraging the movement that came to be known as the Women's Crusade. The most famous of the movement's champions was Miss Frances Willard, who became president of the Women's Christian Temperance Union and America's heroine for the latter part of that energetic century. Here is one story of her influence. It was a biting cold night, with a zero-degree wind rushing across Lake Michigan. The street was mostly deserted, but there was a the sound of a distant singing of a hymn, The Reverend John B. Gough's curiosity was roused. Around the corner, in the snow, under a flickering street lamp, knelt 25 or 30 women. Before them was a notorious saloon. They had been chanting the 146th Psalm. As John came to pause beside a policeman a few feet away, one of the women began to pray. There they go again, groaned the officer. McGuire had them enjoined from blocking his sidewalk yesterday, and since dawn today they've been kneeling in the gutter. "'Get them away from here or I get your star,' says McGuire. "'How can I get them away?' says I. "'These ladies, every one of them. I can't lay hands on them like I could some hussy from Water Street.'" "'The women's crusade,' John exclaimed. "'So it's reached Chicago.'" "'Who'd have thought it? What can they hope to do here?' "'They've closed fifteen saloons in a week already. "'That's what they can do,' replied the officer. "'Just then, the door swung open, and a tall man in an apron shouted, "'Get the blank out of here, you blank. Here. "'That won't do,' John said, as he took a step forward. "'But the policeman held him. They brought it on themselves.' ''Let themselves get out of it. Get back all of you,'' the officer said to the crowd of men and boys now gathering. A slender woman, slender even in the plaid shawl wrapped over her cloak, lifted her face and took up the prayer. John gasped. It was Frances Willard. The sweet, clear voice rose above the winter wind and silenced the barkeeper and the crowd. John made his way through the snow to kneel beside her as she prayed, O God, in the name of our desolate homes, blasted hopes, ruined lives, for the honor of our community, for our happiness, for the good name of our town. In the name of Jesus Christ, sweating out the passion of the cross, for the sake of this soul which will be lost, Make this man cleanse himself from his heinous sin. O God, open his ears that we may beg, may implore him. O God, pity women. Jesus Christ, help the mothers of sons when their husbands betray them. O God, pity women, help them to end this curse. O tender Christ, torn in thine consuming agony, give us of thy tomorrow and tomorrow. Endless tomorrows, until this man's heart shall melt. We are here, O dying, deathless Christ. The bartender clapped his hands to his head and howled, Stop it, stop it. You can have the place, but I won't have you praying my soul into hell. But she did not stop. Not until the whiskey and beer ran like rain over the pavement and into the gutter, where she knelt. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.